This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Yesterday was a frustrating day for Cleveland Guardians fans as they saw two players that I think a lot of us had really hoped that the team might be able to acquire get traded in Matt Olson and Jesse Winker. To be honest, uh, I was frustrated that both of them weren't sent here, but I'd like to offer a little counseling, a little therapy for those of you who are super frustrated today. So just get comfortable on your therapy couch and just let me talk you through this a little bit. Now for me, Jesse Winker, I kind of rationalized in my mind because the Reds ended up wanting $35 million of dead weight in Eugenio Suarez to be accompanying with him. And you understand that the Guardians aren't really going to add that kind of money to the payroll um, while they're also trying to add in other ways and hopefully extend players. So I think declining that indicates at least that they have real plans and ambitions to extend players and possibly to add a free agent. Now it's important to remember about Jesse Winker also that he does not hit left-handed pitching. So you're talking about somebody who's going to be neutralized if you bring a left-handed pitcher into the game. So that's important to remember. I think we can make sense of this. I wish the team would have found a way to make the move, but I understand why they didn't. Matt Olson was a little bit more difficult for me to process. Atlanta ended up trading for him. They gave up, according to Fangraphs, top 100, their 70th, the 70th and 72nd best prospects in the game. Uh, their first and second maybe best prospects um, in a catcher and a uh, center fielder. So, you know, I know our good friend Willie Hood from the official Guardians Baseball Insider, him and Justin Latta do such a great job. He suggested that it probably would be similar to the Guardians giving up uh, George Valera and Daniel Espino, and then the other two pitchers that Atlanta sent along would be similar to some two of our better pitchers down below, Brian Lavastida maybe, um, also included. So it would have been a pretty good package for uh, the Guardians to give up to acquire Matt Olson. Now, personally, I would have liked to see them make a move like that because Matt Olson is projected to give you like 10 wins. Uh, He also plays good defense at first. He's 27 years old. He's a guy you can look to extend, and if he doesn't, he still he doesn't extend here. He's still going to give you great value. Admittedly, he could get hurt. Admittedly, the players you're trading could become all stars, but it's kind of a risk you got to take. And I just feel like the team really needs to put on a winning product on the field this year for the first year of the rebrand. But I'm starting to wonder if the Guardians say, "Hey, we're gonna whenever we win, fans will come back." Uh, We're going to get fans excited about baseball period, so we're just going to be reliant on our prospects. You have to remember, 
And this is the first thing I'd say to those of you stretched out on the therapy couch today. You have to remember that every time that the Guardians don't trade some of their top prospects, what they're telling you is we really believe in these players. We believe that these players someday are going to be the kind of caliber players that we don't want to give up for an all-star player now. So that tells you that guys like Rocchio, Valera, Espino, they really believe in these players. Juan, Tanya, they really believe in these players. Now, I do think that they are going to make a move that some of these guys are going to get traded. They pretty much have to because with Carlos Vargas going on the 60-day DL, they still have 13 players counting against their 40-man who have not experienced any major league playing time, and they only have six bullpen arms right now on the 40 man so they have to make some moves they will make some moves i know it's super frustrating that they haven't made a move and here's why it's frustrating from the beginning of this offseason we had the rebrand which kind of stumbled out of the gate there's no merchandise that you can buy then there's a little merchandise you can buy and then immediately the team goes into lockout the social media team the PR of the team seems really, and marketing seems really reluctant to really push into the Guardian's name and really advertise it the way it should. We get the whole situation with the roller derby team. We get all these fans on Facebook and Twitter that are so upset about it and posting sparkly Chief Wahoo gifs. It's frustrating. And then you go into the lockout, and the lockout is super frustrating for 100 days. And going into the lockout, the Guardians made no moves except adding players to their 40-man uh, that were prospects. That's just mildly exciting that they didn't add anyone to the team. And coming out of the lockout, the only move they've made is to add a backup catcher in Luke Mail, who seems like he's a decent choice for a backup catcher, solid defender, has had a couple good hitting years here and there. But it seems to indicate that the Guardians want to keep Austin Hedges as their starting catcher, which is crazy to me. I mean, it looks like the best you can hope for out of him is 60 to 70 WRC plus if he really performs well. And I just don't see how that works in this lineup currently. But that's the way it's going to be. So all of that is frustrating. All of that is super frustrating as Guardians fans just waiting and waiting and waiting for them to do something. But again, we need to listen to guys like Justin Latta, and Willie Hood, and Jeff over at Locked On Indians Podcast, who are reminding you that the Guardians always function this way. They always take their time. They're not out in front of the pack. They're making sure that they get the best deals possible. They're making sure that they don't give up their best prospects when they can upgrade in other ways. So this is nothing unusual. It's nothing that we should be surprised by. So just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind and keep in mind that they really value their prospects, which is a good thing, which is something that we should all be happy about and excited about. Also keep in mind that there's a lot of options still out there. So I just want to run through with you some options that are still out there. Ramon Laureano from the Oakland Athletics can cost a little bit to acquire him because he can probably play center field, but he's suspended for the first 20 games of the year. Maybe that brings his price down a little bit. He should play really well and right. That would be a good one to pursue. Austin Meadows from the Rays. We know that the Rays and the Guardians trade all the time. The Rays usually look to trade a player when they get to the point that Austin Meadows is with a couple years left of arbitration. That's a deal that could possibly happen with upgrade the team immensely. Josh Bell, who's a first baseman for Washington Nationals under control for one year, dramatically upgrade the first base position if first base position if they got him. Jeff McNeil from the New York Mets. He would definitely upgrade left field if you want to put him out there. He can also play a little second base. Kind of guy has got some fertility and a guy who's going to give you like that around 120 WRC plus that you're looking for. Uh, Chad Pender from the Oakland Athletics, not as exciting, but a guy that can change your 
outfield from like a C grade to a B minus to a C plus. Something to consider, something they might look at. Garrett Cooper from Miami, again, 120 WRC plus guy can play in the outfield. Andrew Benatendi, similar to Chad Pender, just kind of upgrades your position a little bit. He's on a one-year deal from the Royals. Hard to trade in division, but a guy to kind of keep your eye out for. Unrealistic options out there. Brian Reynolds declined an an option to extend with Pittsburgh, so maybe he's available at the right package. Going to take a huge deal to get him. Going to take multiple, multiple top prospects, maybe your top two or three prospects. I don't see them making that move, but it's a name to keep an eye on. I kind of wonder if Cattell Marte might be available for a little bit more reasonable price. It's going to be a lot to get him, but I don't quite understand what the Diamondbacks are doing. I feel like if you offer them the right move, they might move Marte. So that's a name that I just might keep an eye on. I haven't heard anything about him, and so that's one of those things to kind of sometimes I pay attention to is that nobody's talking about it. might be something the Guardians are working on. And Cedric Mullins from Baltimore, I think, doesn't seem like he's moving. seems like Baltimore wants to hang on to him. But again, Baltimore's rebuilding, Baltimore's retooling. You know, if they found some players that could help them now, maybe they would move on from him. Uh, Maybe they would think last year is kind of a flash in the pan. The Guardians might say, oh, no, we see something that could last there. I've been trying to think of outside the box of other options. I think, you know, Luis Castillo from the Reds, a pitcher for the Reds, he could be available. Is it possible that the Guardians might have the prospects to pry him free and then turn around and trade him to a team that would be willing to give up a good hitting player for him? Like the Angels, I'm not saying that Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh are the answers, But would they be willing to give up one of those guys who's got a lot of potential for a player like Luis Castillo if the Guardians could get him free? Reese Hoskins from the Phillies. Would the Phillies give up somebody like Reese Hoskins to get um, somebody like Luis Castillo if the Guardians could flip that over? And then the Blue Jays, always looking for pitching. Would they be willing to look at giving, you know, Teoscar Hernandez up for somebody like that. I think you'd have to get more, another prospect, maybe one of their catchers. You know, you could, Reese McGuire, you could get the two of them for Luis Castillo. Just something to kind of keep in mind. There might be options out there that none of us have thought about yet. And then, of course, they could dive into free agency. I think the two names to keep an eye on there that would be most exciting would be Michael Conforto, outfielder, and Anthony Rizzo, first baseman. I know Alex from 216 Baseball Podcast. You should check them out. And I were talking about that, and he made a good argument for Anthony Rizzo being the best choice. Um, They're pretty much about the same as far as projections go for the next three years. But Rizzo's the kind of guy that you can really count on him, you know, bringing a good bat to the lineup. And seems like he's a great clubhouse guy, leader for the team. So that would be a name to keep an eye on. Michael Conforto, I've liked this whole time. I wish they'd make a deal for him, but I feel like he's going to go for more than what they're going to pay. I just wish they'd get it done. He really would take care of right field or left field for you if you wanted to, and I'd enjoy them making that move. Haven't heard any rumors of them being connected to him. Kind of in the unrealistic category, Kyle Schwarber, Chris Bryant, and Nick Castellanos. Schwarber and Castellanos are probably DHs when it comes down to it. Maybe Schwarber could play first base. I just don't see the Guardians spending a lot for a player who's probably a DH. Chris Bryant just seems like he's going to go for more than what the Guardians are going to pay. I'd love it if they went for that, but I just don't see it happening. But there are some names that are still out there and haven't signed. When those guys sign, you'll probably see a lot more of the market move. 
And then kind of towards the lower end of the market, Jack Peterson, who's been rumored in connection with the Guardians, and Tommy Pham are guys who can take your you know, kind of lineup and upgrade it a little bit. That again, the C to a B, B minus, that something can happen with those guys. So just remember, there are a lot of options out there. There are still things that can be done. There are still people that the Guardians can look at adding to make this team better. So there's no reason to throw up your hands and be done with the team yet. They can still add a good, you know, three to five wins to this team and maybe more, depending on what they're willing to do, depending on what they're willing to spend. And that's exciting, and that's something that we should all still be looking forward to. Yesterday was exciting, mainly because Ken Rosenthal said that, hey, the Guardians are a team to watch out for. Ken Rosenthal's a good reporter, solid reporting. He's saying they're looking for outfielders, first basemen, and relievers, and they're looking for people with multi-years of control. They're willing to trade and make this happen. So you know, I put together a list of relievers to keep an eye on. Scott and Solser from Baltimore, Warren and Sims from Cincinnati, Stevenson from Colorado, Dylan Floro, who's been a constant for a friend of mine from Miami, Jimenez from Oakland, Bednar from Pittsburgh, Johnson and Hill from San Diego, Martin and Spores from Texas. These are all some names that have good strikeout numbers, good fielding independent pitching numbers that the Guardians could look at could try to add to their team. There's a lot of options out there. I feel like they're probably mostly going to add minor league free agents that they uh, have a lot of good feeling for. Surprised that Brian Shaw isn't already in camp, but and who knows, maybe he's just hanging around waiting for the call. But I think that they'll be active in trying to acquire one of those guys. I feel like there's a good chance that they'll make a trade for one of these guys. So one thing to remember in all this is that when the Guardians don't make these moves, they are saying that they really value their prospects, that they believe that the prospects that they're not trading are going to someday be all-star, reliable, everyday players who can hit in the top of the order, who can pitch in the top of the rotation. And that's a great thing. It's great that they believe in their prospects. We're going to see these guys towards the end of this year, into 2023, you're going to start to see all these good prospects that they have start to make their debut and make a difference on these teams. Another thing to remember is that if the Guardians don't spend a lot in free agency and they don't spend a lot in a potential trade, they're definitely going to be looking to extend guys. Can we see a Jose Ramirez or Fran Mel Reyes or Aaron Savale or Shane Bieber extension? I think it's possible. I really think it is possible. And that would be exciting. That would be exciting for uh fans of a team that hasn't done an extension like that since Carlos Carrasco, and then they brutally traded Carlos Carrasco. I really hope that the Guardians front office and PR team realizes the need to kind of produce some positivity headed into this season, and I believe that they do. They just have their own timetable for working at things that don't work by our timetable. And we don't want them to. We don't want them to react to the emotions of fans and try to make moves based on those emotions. That's definitely true. So we need to be we need to be in our frustration, which we can be legitimately frustrated. We need to realize that and have a little patience and believe that things are going to change. They're not going to go into the season with the roster as it currently is. So there could be a trade. There could be a signing today. I think there'll probably be something by the end of the week at least. It's only Tuesday, so we got a little bit of time to wait and see what happens. But I keep believing, keep being optimistic. Don't throw up your hands. Step off the ledge. 
things are going to happen. Things are going to change. They're not going to go into the season with the roster as it is. They're going to make some moves. And we'll be able to talk about those moves and appreciate them when they happen. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.